0: G'day, it's Gus Warland here. Thanks for downloading the uh, Dead Set Legends podcast. We really appreciate it. And if you haven't downloaded the listener app, we can find so many other really cool podcasts. Please do that. And please tell all your friends about it as well. And just hit that subscribe button underneath. The show is all about entertainment, all about sport. It's myself hosting it with Jude Bolton, who's a two-time AFL Premiership winner, and also Wendell Saylor, a dual international and a guy that is not short on confidence. Lots of fun. We are pumped. We're exciting. What a show we have today. We've got Pat Cummins on the show. Freddie Fittler, a two-parter with Freddie because we're going to talk to him all about State of Origin the first two games and, of course, who's he going to pick at seven in game three? Tim Zhu's coming on the show. Oh, wow, Tim, Tim Zhu, massive fan. It, it, oh, he's an absolute legend. So, so much to do. What sort of week you had, Jude? Mate, well, we're in
1: lockdown, but how good's lockdown with so much sport on? You've got the Euros. I mean, we saw England at Wembley over the, over Germany. It was unbelievable. And what
0: about overnight? The Swiss got knocked out by the Spanish. They advanced three, one on penalties, and Italy knocked out the world number one in Belgium. Del, what sort of week you had, big fella? Have you relaxed? Have you taken a bit of time out for the big man?
2: Guys, mate, I've just recharged. Origin, obviously, I came in to call Origin. Wasn't the result that Queensland wanted. Well done to you guys. I'm going to be real humble here. I know it's hard for me to be humble, but we weren't good enough. Um, And last night, I watched my Dragons uh, get a good win. Um,
1: What are you actually wearing? Just, just, just... Like What's, it's it's like a knitted sort of thing, but yeah, it's it, like and you've it, been caught. Looks like you're a fish and you've been caught I am, in the well, net. I reckon it's the net. It's actually a table tennis net, oh, yeah. and you've sort of <laughs> sewn it into shirt. a jumper. This is from uh, Scotch and Soda. This is uh, one of my sponsors anyway.
0: Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) During the week, Buzz Rothfield on NRL 360 on Fox Sports said this.
1: I'm talking tonight about Cameron Munster. I think he's become one of the grubbier players in the game. The way he dropped his knees into Tedesco, that was unnecessary contact. But it's not just this one incident with Cameron Munster. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder, can't he? You go back to Origin 1, he lashed out with his leg in that game. You go back to Round 14, he was playing against the Warriors. He lashed out at Roger Tilvas the with his leg, like a kick. 2018 Grand Final. Do you remember what he did to Joey Manu? Mm. Sin And I think he's got to pull his head in Cameron Munster.
0: Yeah, and I agree. He got Sin twice in that 2018 Grand Final as well. Cameron Munster is someone that you've rapped for years. Oh, you believe he's, he's one gun. of the top five players. Yeah, you think he's a gun as well. I love him. You know what? I don't think he's as good as
2: everyone says he is. Yes, he is. Mate, he's he's in the top five players in the game. I understand what Buzz Rothfield was saying there, and he's probably got a point in what he's saying. But I I love the way Cam Munster plays. We look at our best players. You can't make – what what Buzz said is correct. I don't think he's the grubbiest player in the game, but I just think when you're the best, you push the boundaries. And obviously at the moment, he's probably overstepped the mark a couple of times. Um, He'll reset himself. Craig Bell may have a word to him, but he'll know himself. He's probably – a couple of little things have crept into his game. And for me, if I got to talk to Cam Munster, I'd just go, mate – Mate, your state needs you, your country needs you, but more importantly, Melbourne needs you. Needs you to be at your best and discipline.
1: It comes down to the definition of the grubbiest or dirtiest players around. It because I mean, you sit there and go, could you could you look at say the way a Cameron Smith manages the manages the referee and that sort of stuff at different stages? Is that a sort of dirty tactics as well? But I think there's there's certainly some of those players across the journey that were ruthless and... Okay, he's, a, give, he's a competitor. He's a
0: competitor. Okay, enough about Munster. We've okay, moved on.
1: Okay, Let's okay. go to the AFL.
0: Oh, Who are the grubby players in AFL, Jude?
1: Oh, across the time, all time. It's. I mean, I looked around and you've got guys like Mel Brown and Gary Ablett Senior was super, super dirty. But I had... At five, and he was the greatest player of all time. But Lee Matthews, I had him in there because, yes. you know, hey, they brought, behave yourself. They, they, brought, they brought in trial by video because uh, of a big king hit behind player. I love Lee, it's he's soap. the greatest player of all time. And then I had one of my teammates who was just undoubtedly scary uh, to play against, and then obviously be a teammate, but Barry Hall, big bad Bazaar. Oh, yeah, like, yes. he was He certainly uh, after Staker. And then um, I had Tony Liberatore senior. Um, the big, uh, uh was just, I remember Paul Kelly coming off the ground one day and he had scratches from head to toe because he'd been tagged by Libba and he'd just been ripped his whole body. He's just had. AFL <laughs> just, players scratching each other during the just game. Just ripped him to wow. first shreds. Um, number two, I had Dermot the kid Brerty, oh, yes. who tough was as well, though. Wow. tough, super oh. tough. And that's, I mean, like you said about playing on the, on the edge. Yeah, these, these guys are. Some of the greatest players we've had. Libera was a Brownlow medalist and things like that. And Hall, he was just a gun uh premiership captain. Lee Matthews, greatest player of all time. But Dermot yeah. Breton yeah. stood on Raiden Tellus's head in a practice yeah. match, you know, stepping over. He had he'd run through he the fu- pack. I think he I think he tripped. He tripped over. Yeah, we've all tripped. But the, the grubbiest for me, and I I mean, I was a young kid and I remember watching him play it was David Reese Jones, and he was a Norm Smith medalist. But you know when someone's wants to try and square up with someone. And we had, uh, uh, there was Greg Williams took the opportunity when he was in a pack and just broke his jaw because he just the knew how hit. dirty he was. And he had 25 times he went to the tribunal, 22 games missed. That's, That's ridiculous. What about, what about oh, no. rugby
0: players in rugby? What do yeah. you mean, no, no, no? no, I, mate, oh, Because you're mates with everyone, you can't No, say no, anything. no.
2: I'll just give you one play because I, I don't believe in this because, look, I mean, I got in trouble for tripping and obviously, you know, I had my own little sort of um record on and off the field. So I don't, I, even though I like <laughs> More this, off than on. Even I like the even though I like the
0: segment, I like that Jude explained that. But there so was, Jude got off and actually did his job and actually came up with a list. Well,
2: to, I so could, you're I, not doing it. I could name five players. But I'm going to name one. No, no, because I I think it's disrespectful to the game. Like, Why? Because we're trying to be entertainment, mate. Yeah, we are. That was entertaining. So I'll give you one player who who, who wow. I who I, I hated playing against.
1: You know, I want, I didn't want to mention yeah, Lee Matthews. He's yeah. the, I love, I absolutely <laughs> lovely. I he's I a god.
0: Okay, who's the one you're going to give us, big man?
2: Steve Carter. So Steve Carter always used to bully me and Laurie Daly. He always used to try and tackle us around the head. And then if we're on the ground, he used to drop his elbow. And Steve Carter, he was about 84 kilos, Yeah. Uh, ringing wet. He's the player that I just, every time, and I think one time there, Penrith were playing, I said this to Gerds. I said, man, I used to come in from the wing and just try and, like, run at him. And then and when I'd run at him, he'd just, like, laugh at me and then drop on my head or do something.
1: <laughs> he, he's just, a, he was a pest. What about and, Russell Packer? What about mate, Nate, Ru- Nate Miles? No, what about? well, yeah, well, those, those, those guys yeah. I have
2: played against. Those guys I've gone head to head with Nate Miles. I never played against Russell Packer. Uh, Darren Tracy was another guy. Um, oh, here we go. You got he, a name? Trace- Trace- you just have
0: to pick away. Yeah. No, Darren we're Tracy
2: good. was another guy who was just annoying. I think they called him Skeletor. Uh, me and him went head to head because as a winger, like I was so powerful, I used to go through. In, in, in you said you, you were
0: going to be better today. You really did, and you haven't come up with your list, and you've half asked this. No, 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 no. You've got to be better than that. No. Coming up next, best <laughs> oh, I'm excuse out, you've I'll ever... Well, see you, mate. Yeah. Best excuse you've heard used to or used to get out of work because Zarafa is out of the fight with uh, Tim Zhu. So this was the official tweet. The Zarafa camp won't commit to travelling to Newcastle for next week's fight, given the COVID situation in Sydney. Now, people say that they had a chat. Ben Damon had a chat between Tim and Zarafa, and Zarafa got uh, under the skin of Tim Zhu and started speaking about something that was apparently off-limits. And that was the moment Tim Zhu just went, you know what? I'm, I'm going to really dismantle this bloke." Uh, yeah. The so eye started rolling, I exactly. think. Exactly. So Zarafa's going, I'm out of here. That's what a lot of people are saying. Plus, there are no COVID issues in Newcastle. Yeah, that's Newcastle right. is perfect for yep. it. They're going to have the third state of origin probably. Yep. So it's looked upon like it's just an excuse to get out of the fight. We'll talk to Tim Zhu about it in about 10 minutes. Oh, good. I can't
2: wait to talk to him. Um, yeah, look, I agree. Look, you know, the boxers, they're gladiatorial. Mate, Zarafa, this is what you want. And if you're going to throw that out there, you've got to back it up. So I think he's going to lose a bit of respect. Uh, apparently, he wanted an extra week as well. Um, but And then, obviously, as you said there, his team didn't want to travel. I reckon that's crap, but disappointing. But, mate, when you start going at family, mate, all bets are off. Billy yes. Billy
1: Billy Dibbs basically said he's tarnished his you know reputation. Yes. It, it, more so than a loss. He should have just been able to turn, yes. him to turn up and just get it done. And if he couldn't,
0: give us your some of the excuses that you've heard teammates come up with. Worst to get excuse. Out. Worst excuse of all time. Yeah.
1: Uh, I I played with one guy who actually he tried to get out of training because he had blisters. So he, he was he's saying I I need to get these jabbed and I'm going to go off and get. So these. he was
0: honest about it, but that's just it's you know embarrassing.
1: Like, <laughs> it was embarrassing. What get about you, Joe?
0: You would have had to get out of things over the years? No, not really. Carrying um, on like a pork chop not, at not night. not really.
2: Being um, tired. Sometimes the alarm didn't go off once or twice. <laughs> uh Wayne Bennett didn't buy it. I hate, the fit-
1: I hate the slept in. I hate that.
2: Yeah, uh, Wayne Bennett, didn't, the, the fifth time I tried to use it, Wayne Bennett didn't go with it. So <laughs> he, just, we- <laughs> he fined me, I think, about two grand okay. uh, and put me back to reserve grade. I don't know what I was doing on reserve grade. Too good for reserve grade, but yeah.
1: I, <laughs> I live with Rohan Fitzgerald. And he uh, he actually called As from in. from Fitzian Whipper. He called in sick. As he got home from the nightclub at about 3am to the physio yeah. and and basically he was doing a bit of a preemptive. I'm sick okay? yeah. and left a message oh. and sure enough, Rodney just ripped him in the morning and just said, you don't call when and you that, get home.
0: And that's why he's on breakfast radio and not, <laughs> and not a 200 gamer or 300 gamer like you. What about you? Mate, surely you've used an excuse or two. Mate, if I get an opportunity to do something, I have a crack. What, don't do, worry. Hey, do you reckon MG's used an excuse or two? Oh, <laughs> you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he loved it, the big fella. Uh, Robert from Collaroy, what's the best excuse that you've heard, brother? Hey, boys, how are you? All right? Good, buddy. That's
2: right. Uh, I was catching under-18s, uh, National Lost Tag Team, so we had a competition coming up, and
3: um, one of the couple of first training sessions that we had, uh, young 18-year-old, obviously just starting enough to get in the clubs, go out, get on the grog, and um, he's rang me up. We used to train Sunday mornings. He's rang me up
1: and said he can't come training, that um, his parents had gone away and he was home, but his
3: dog had cancer, and he had to stay and watch how much water the dog drank. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> now, I love my dogs. I really do, but I've, that's probably taken the mickey a little bit, you reckon?
3: That's, that's the best I've ever heard. Good on you. Good, boys. How
4: are you? Very
3: good. good. Mate, I coach uh, junior football sides in the Sutherland Shire, and uh, we were playing against one of the top sides a couple of weeks ago. And I had a mum message me to say her son couldn't play because he'd had a head face with the dog the night
2: before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All the are coming they certainly are beautiful good call and it's time now to speak to this legend
1: our next guest is the future of Australian boxing and now
2: he's a superstar
1: and let me just put my sunglasses on because the future is bright here they come coming from iconic boxing jeans. he's got a boxing record of 18 and 0 oh. he held the Australian light middleweight title and is now the number one ranked Oz super welterweight boxer Fighting out of the blue corner, please welcome dead set legend
4: Tim. Sue.
0: Yes, we've got him on the line. Thank you so much for your time on this Saturday morning, Tim. How are you?
4: Yeah, good, thanks. It's, it's a nice little intro, actually. We, we wanted <laughs> yeah, to make to we <laughs> wanted you to feel the love,
0: brother, because uh, there is a lot of love here at Triple M for you as it was for your father. So thank you so much for joining us. And, of course, you're now facing Spark on Wednesday, July seventh from 7pm, 7 live and exclusive on Main Event. Order now from Foxtel or KO via the Main Event app at mainevent.com.au. How are you feeling now, mate? You've got a new opponent to deal with. He said yesterday that, you're a gentleman, he's a gentleman, you respect each other out of the ring, but when it comes to fighting, this is his big shot, and he wants to take
4: it. Yeah, look, everything I've ever worked for, he's trying to take away. So I'm always respectful to my opponents, but right now, he's an enemy for me.
2: Tim Wendell-Sailor here, mate. Um, obviously, we love the way that you carry yourself. Uh, you're quite a humble guy. And, um, mate, when you when someone cancels a fight or says, you know, I want an extra week or two, and and then then you have to find fight another, fight, another fighter... This spark, mate, what What a gentleman. He just said, you know what, I don't care what the money is. Mate, if it's Tim Zoo, it's an opportunity for me to show my, my skills. He's picked a tough fight. This is going to be great, mate.
4: Yeah, well, all my respect to him, you know. He didn't have to, but, you know, these opportunities don't have to often. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he jumped on board straight away. Um, I'm going to make him realise that, you know, this is, it's not just an opportunity, but it's this is a different level. This is... Uh, This is a different world to to what he's used to.
1: Tim, I I was lucky enough uh, to be a young man playing at the Swans, and our boxing coach was Johnny Lewis, and he took me down to to Rockdale to Zoo Boxing Academy to see your father spar, and I just got to see how hard he worked. I mean, that that work ethic must have been imprinted on you as a young man. I mean, do you just take that confidence in your preparation into every fight?
4: Oh, 100%. Uh, that's what I live, live by. Why you become successful is for one thing, and that's work ethic.
2: Hey, Timo, um, when I was out of the game for a little while, I, I boxed with a guy called uh, Mark Gambon. Uh Always oh, yeah. always called Gams. Um, he used to train me, and then I remember when he was um, working with Gel, obviously working with you, and I asked him a bit about you. And I just think the hardest thing for someone who's following in their dad's footsteps, you're not even following his footsteps, mate, you, you cut your own niche. And I love the way that you that you talk about it and I love the way that you carry yourself how hard has it been your dad obviously was a legend of boxing in Australian sport but mate you're making your own name
4: yeah it's, it was it was it was hard at first to, to get away from the from the image always everyone calling me the son the son mm. but you know I just needed the, the opponents to, to expose myself and say you know what this, this is Tim Zo here and I'm here to to make that name for myself and I think I've I've done that with my last Six six fights.
0: Mate, you're an absolute champion. What do you think of Michael Sarafa?
4: Yeah. I don't like him. I don't like the fact that he pulled out anyway. I think he's gotten great backlash from it. Let him live by it, you know? Uh, Something that he'll regret. The only thing I'm offering to him later on in the future, is a bare-knuckle fight. Oh,
1: wow. Amazing.
2: Hey, I've got to ask you, uh, the Rose boys, Um, you know, your, your promotion company, mate, they're very good. I, I played footy with Georgie Rose in uh, the All-Stars. Mate, they want the best for you. They want the best for their fighters, but also the sport of boxing has come back because of these guys.
4: Yeah, 100%. You know, we both came on board uh, with each other and we came with this goal and this vision that not many people saw and, you know, it, it worked out. And, and, and right now... Uh, the whole of Australia is talking about boxing. You know, everyone's boxing is in their in their mind, um, in their mouth, and that's, that's the main thing.
0: You've certainly put it back on the map. There's no doubt about it. Best of luck on Wednesday night, and thank you so much for joining us on the Dead Set Legends today. Yeah,
4: thanks, guys. Thanks for the support.
0: Yeah, the big set of six. But before we go there, we have... I know... <laughs> I know you deliberately just <laughs> Sorry, coughed mate. because Sorry. you want to get out of work, don't you? No, I You're don't. calling the two games of Savo and you want to <laughs> duck back to the gong.
2: No, no, I, I want to stay here. My job is because Gordon Tellers is obviously in lockdown in Queensland yeah. and Benji's obviously in stage four lockdown or whatever it is. Yep.
0: This is what Wendell Saylor does. He steps up. Okay. That would be good if you could step up in this show, which is your actual number one show to play. Tackle one, please, in the big set of six. Thanks to our mates at Paddy's Markets,
1: Jude. Right, Adele. Does Queensland coach Paul Green stay or go as the coach of the Orange Origin side? He has only one game left on his contract.
2: Uh, Look, for me, uh, it's unfortunate for Green. He's come up against a a red-hot New South Wales side. But for me, um, if I was to look for a coach for next year, I would let him go. I think Wayne Bennett's—he's the man—and I'm not saying even a Wayne Bennett coach like a big New South Wales side, but I just think Wayne Bennett, good man manager. Last year we won it on the back of Wayne Bennett, short, um, short turnaround, obviously over three weeks, but yeah, Greeny, even after that press conference, it just left me wanting a little bit. Wayne Bennett's your man, um, and I feel for Greeny because I know he's a good coach, Greeny, but Origins a different beast. So you'd sack him.
0: That's, that's yeah, what you're no, saying. Because really so. you're just, just look flowering around. He's a good
2: bloke, blah, <laughs> no, blah, blah. Wait, we're we're loyal in Queensland, but Wayne oh, Bennett. Yeah, I mean. super loyal. When you yeah. win eight in a row, of course you're loyal. Yeah.
1: All right, tackle two. What Queensland players would make the Australian Kangaroos team?
2: <laughs> uh, mate, on, on form, um, you'd probably get two or three. I'm not going to. Who are the two? DCE versus two. Cleary.
1: You go Cleary. Cleary?
2: Yeah. Either, even injured?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, what about the nine? Are you going Harry Grant or Damien Cook? You'd have to go Cookie
2: on form. So, but, but I'd probably... Welch would get in. Welch is one of the props. I'm not sure... it's a really yeah, good player for you guys. He, he's played well. I'd play him. And even though Cameron Munster's been outplayed, I'd pick Cameron Munster. Of course you would. Yeah, I, yeah. I just like him. 18th um, man, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Tackle three. Ronaldo Mulitalo's exemption to play for Queensland has been denied by the NRL. Mm. Do you think he should have been allowed, given, given he played for the under-18s and under-20s Queensland side?
2: This is very frustrating for me because I've seen this young kid come through the system. Uh, I I, tw- um, I Instagrammed about it last week. I, I was disappointed, but there's, there's two sets of rules here, um, or two people at fault. So not so much his, the management company. So his management company must have known when he signed those contracts if he's eligible for Queensland or if he's eligible to play you know, for his country. So not sure what that grey area was, but... I know for a fact, I've watched him come through the system. I actually said a couple of years ago, and I think I said to you guys, this kid will be great in Origin Arena. He played Queensland 18s, Queensland 20s. I think he might have played Queensland 13s. I know the rules are what they are, but it shouldn't have been he gets scratched on game day. So I'm shattered for the young kid, and obviously, uh, you know, they've obviously scratched him again. So I feel for young uh, Ronaldo because I think he would be great in Origin Arena. But I think once he played 18s and 20s, they
0: should say – He's eligible. That's
2: what I mean. That, that, you know? That's all I'm saying. It, it just seems harsh on the yeah. kid. And an and emerging origin. So he's yeah. been in that system with Kevvy, obviously with Wayne Bennett over the years. So I knew this kid could play. And, I, and if you have a look at it, The players at the Sharks too, like your Aaron Woods, all these guys, your Wade Grahams, they're shattered for the kids. So, mate, keep your head up, young man. Mate,
0: you've been great for the game. Tackle four. Now that Nathan Cleary has been ruled out due to a shoulder injury, who replaces him for the Blues, Mate,
2: it doesn't matter who replaces him. I I think we're going to do a tough. But where I'd go, it'd be easy to put Jack White in at 5'8 and put Luai halfback. Um Papenhausen maybe to 14. Pappenhausen won't be right, mate. His head won't be right. Okay. So I wouldn't even look at a Pappenhausen. Yep. Mate, Adam Reynolds can, can do a job for you. Yeah. Um, you know, people are forgetting about Adam Reynolds, I think he can do a job Great for you. Great kicking game. Yes. Um, you could pick Burton there because the, the, the link between Burton and I think Freddie, Freddie's a fan of Burton. But mate, Mitch Moses, even mm. though he missed that goal last night, people are saying, Oh, he, he can't play in big games. That Let me tell you, Mitch Moses is a good kid, and I'm telling you now, he deserves his opportunity. I'd go with Mitch Moses, and obviously Mitchell Pearce is there too, but he's too underdone. Mitch Moses for me, uh, and no matter who you put there, we're gonna we're gonna struggle in Newcastle.
0: Tackle five. Do Panthers stand a chance of winning the comp now that Cleary is out for the next six weeks? Mate, you got a kid called Matt Burton,
2: but you you got a squad who got hurt last year. You know what it's like, you. When you mm. lose a grand final, look at the way that Penrith played this year. They were going really well until Origin started. They had their back-to-back losses. No origin players. Just lose that synergy, don't you? They do, but Panthers, and that last night showed to me the Panthers have got depth, they got culture, and they got pride. No crowd there. And then Burton kicks out field goal.
0: He's your man. They're still thereabouts. And when Cleary comes back, he's gonna be fresh. Yeah, next man up, certainly yep. working for them. Tackle six and last, Kirk Capewell signed a three-year deal with the Broncos as part of the club's rebuild. Who's the next focus for you in terms of Broncos? Mate, they need a tough
2: edge back rower like a Jaden Sewer. Jaden Sewer started his career there. South obviously bought him. He's he's a hard ass. They need an enforcer in there, and he's the guy that they need in there. You got you know you got so many good young guys there like Payne Haas and that, but you need some, no one fears the Broncos pack at the moment. You know Matt Lodge's gone. Not that anyone feared Matt Lodge, so the Broncos are still paying a fair bit of his contract. For me, as an uh, an ex Broncos legend, mate, you got to have someone real tough and someone that's demanding. Alex Glenn's probably going to get moved along, but you want an enforcer, and I think Jaden Sewer, his best
0: footballs ahead of him. Okay. There's a big set of six. And when we talk about legends, boys, the number one test bowler in the world. He's an Australian. His name is Pat Cummins and he's on the line joining us right now. Good morning, Gus. Good morning, boys. How are you going? Mate, Bye-bye. we're doing very, very well. We're on to talk about the Ashes. They're not that far away, but mate, how are you feeling? How are you coping with COVID and how's
3: Pat Cummins right now? Yeah, all well, good. Thanks, Gus. Um, yeah, obviously I had a trip over to India a, a couple of months ago with IPL, but back home now and obviously like everyone else locked down in Sydney, but got the golf on this morning, just had a coffee. So. <laughs> oh, yes.
1: <laughs> well oh My sort of men. Pat is <laughs> I, I was just, uh, obviously just the, yourself, Dave Warner and Glenn Maxwell and Steve Smith chose not to go over to the West Indies. I guess, talk us through that, uh, I guess that bubble fatigue. You've, you've been in quarantine, you've been in hubs for for large parts of the last 12 months, haven't you?
3: Yeah, I think you know everyone had you know slightly different reasons, um, but yeah, I mean for for someone like uh, you know Glenn Maxwell, who might only play you know a couple of formats, he's been uh, as busy as anyone. He's been since August uh, went over to England and then IPL, then all through summer was for Big Bash and and everything like that was you know kind of stuck in in bubbles, and then off to New Zealand, back off to India. So it's it's just the accumulation. I think of months and months without being able to see family and do all the normal things. Um, and obviously, looking ahead, we've got a huge you know World Cup and Ashes year. So um, I think it's an accumulation of things. It's just a weird time at the moment. Hey,
2: Pat Wendell-Sailor here, mate. I think I was lucky enough to meet you a few years ago at uh, one of Davy Warner's parties. Oh, oh you're right. No, I'm No, I no I was saying. <laughs> uh, but no, the, him and Steve Smith were there, and I was quite humbled because, mate, the, you know, they're... You were you, humbled? Yeah, because the current <laughs> players of the game, but, like, even in the IPL, like, he got, like, top dollar because of yeah, he can bat, he can bowl, but... Obviously, you're not a bad-looking dude either, but mate, for you now, you go from the IPL to obviously the Ashes, mate. England, we love playing against England, we love beating them, but we hate getting beaten by them. What's it like with you guys inside, uh, you know, the sheds?
3: Oh, mate, we're exactly the same. Thanks, mate. You're not a bad-looking rooster yourself. But... <laughs> oh, mate, yeah.
2: Sorry, mate. And what's a room for you for too, Jesus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, we're the same. I mean, every cricket fan in Australia grows up, you know. Wanting to uh, beat England each Ashes series. Um, you know, our last one was was over in England a couple of years ago and we retained the Ashes. But, oh, mate, I I, I think my favourite series I didn't play in, but it was when the boys won 5-0 a few years ago. So yeah. hopefully much the same. Uh, we're all pumped. You know, test cricket, we haven't played a lot of test cricket the last couple of years since kind of COVID started. So as much as anything, just, just playing tests again, I can't wait.
2: Mate, tell us what it was like when you came through. You're a young bowler, uh, mate. You cleaned up real early, and then you had to rebuild your body because coming in from such a young age, being a fast bowler, people don't realise the stress that you put on your body. But people are going, oh, they brought him in too young, and you've come back. Obviously, you're the best bowler in the world now. Tell tell us what that journey was like to come back to be the best.
3: I think it's is such an unnatural thing bowling. It's um, you know, you're running thirty meters, slamming down your front foot, and uh, I think it's kind of ten times our body weight that goes through a rock hard pitch. So. Yeah, something's going to give as a youngster, and um, most commonly it's uh, back for bowlers. So had that kind of every year for about four or five years, but um, ah, you know I still loved it. I still got to play for Australia whenever I wasn't injured, and um, you know, be around cricket and um, kind of bide my time. Um, and then yeah, just try to get stronger and fitter. And yeah, fortunately came out the other side, and um, yeah, had a good run the last few years.
1: Pat, obviously, uh, there was that review post the test loss against India, and there's been a bit of negative feedback, I guess, given from the players to to Justin Langer. What in that fallout, I think it's it's been sort of shown that he could have probably delegated a lot better to his assistants. What was you as a leader? What have you noticed, and and how? What is he going to put in in change moving forward?
3: Yeah, I think you know, we all hold pretty high expectations um, whenever we play here in Australia. So whenever we lose a series, we're we're pretty harsh on ourselves. Um, and I think we all kind of, you know, took a moment to to look at what we could have done better. But um, yeah, JL's great. We we love him as a player. Um, you know, he's he's a continual, um, always trying to get better, always trying to learn. Um, and and he's kind of put himself out there, and um, you know, has been really open in asking, okay, how can I improve? Just like you know, all the players try to do as well. So um, yeah, there's a few things we're all trying to work on. Um, but he's yeah, he's a beauty, he wears his heart on our sleeves, one of the reasons why we love him. So um, hopefully we don't lose too much of that.
0: Awesome. Yeah, absolutely, an absolute champion bloke, and Paddy. Of course, the Ashes are coming to Australia. Like you say, it's a World Cup year and an Ashes year, and we want to get Smithy fit, and we want you rearing to go as well, mate. You know, hopefully, we'll get some crowds because you guys, of course, will play no matter what. But just to play in front of crowds, the Barmy Army, that'll make it, won't it?
3: Oh, absolutely, mate. Yeah, the um, you know something like the day nighter Adelaide. I think it's one of the great sporting events each hmm. year. So um, I think they are selling out. You know, one hundred percent of the tickets. Hopefully. Everything will be sweet by then, but we can't wait. It comes around quick.
0: It sure does, Patty. Thanks so much for giving us a bit of your time this morning. You are a dead set legend. Don't be a stranger (laughs) and uh, best of luck with everything, brother.
3: Beauty. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. There you go.
0: Patty Cummins right there talking about the Ashes. How exciting is that? And that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to hear us live, you can catch us every Saturday morning on 104.9 Triple M. We'll be back next week, of course. And thanks for listening to us on the listener app.